welcome to another episode of Amy Talks. This week, we're going to be talking mental health awareness with the CEO of the Mental Health News Radio Network, Kristen Walker. So in terms of good news stories this week, I found another good one on the Good News Network. And it's about a recovering drug addict who gives free gym memberships to those who want to stay sober, which is a really nice opportunity for those who are on their own recovery journey and maybe don't have the money to afford a gym membership or kind of don't have that incentive to go. It says here, Chrissy Mae Cagney spent 10 years struggling with her addiction. Now that she has been five years sober, she's helping hundreds more people with their own recovery. Cagney is a sole owner of the Black Iron Gym in Sparks, Nevada. She founded the facility over three years ago as a means of creating a community of people who could support each other and overcome their addiction through exercise and group fitness. That's a really good idea because it gives people the incentive to work out with other like-minded people who maybe are, you know, struggling and they can help and encourage each other, which is really nice. And also the owner knows a bit more, you know, sort of knows what they've been through in a way. Whereas, you know, if you you went to another gym and said, oh, you know, this is happening, I don't think a lot of people could sort of relate to them. And and yeah, as I said, they can help each other and and be sort of good companions, but also um, challenge each other in the gym as well. So I think that's a really good idea. There's also a um, YouTube video on the link that you, if you would like to see it, I'll put it in the description of both iTunes, Mixcloud and on social media as well. So you can see what it is all about. Mental health awareness is bigger than news this year. As I think we all agree, it's something that needs talking about. Well, joining me now is Kristen, CEO of a network of podcasters who talk openly and honestly about different mental health topics. Hi, Kristen. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing great. Good. So for those who don't know, could you please sum up a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. Um, I run a podcast network, which means uh, I have... about 25 podcasters that have their own shows. Uh, Some of those shows we produce, uh, some they produce themselves, but they're all about some area of mental behavioral health, um, which includes addiction, addiction recovery. So uh, I am one of those shows on the network called Mental Health News Radio. I've been doing it for about uh, my own podcast for about four years, and I created the network towards the uh, beginning of 2017 and it's done really really well so that's that's a little bit about me lovely you've been working in the behavioral health field for over 20 years so where did you start and why was behavioral health important to you well you know it's interesting because I've been volunteering in mental health and behavioral health for 20 years and I did have many clients. Uh, I had a database programming company and we had a lot of clients who were in the mental health field, but I didn't necessarily know what they did, uh, what, you know, I wasn't really in the field, but I was in it as a volunteer, constantly working with a therapy dog, visiting patients uh, that were in mental hospitals and, and um, working with the Special Olympics and just in general, uh, working in the field, but always on my volunteer time. So it was really nice about five years ago to get out of the corporate world 
and move my business focus into the mental health field. So in that time during your volunteering, what did you learn? Well, I learned uh, how terrific animal-assisted therapy is. That's one thing I learned. Um, I could go in and, you know, sit with a group of of people in a mental health ward, and some of them maybe hadn't spoken for seven days. But because I'm sitting there with this adorable, fluffy border collie named Miles, um, all of a sudden they are chatting my ear off. So that was always, that was always amazing to witness, um, to see those kind of things happen. Those are the times when I would go to my car and cry after uh, what I just witnessed, but definitely not in front of the person, but um, those were, those were cool. Uh, And then also what I've learned is just having empathy and compassion for uh, the struggle that it can be for, well, it is for all of us, the, this human experience definitely can be a struggle. And then for some people, there's that extra struggle on top of it when you're dealing with mental health issues. Yeah. So mental health is a big topic at the moment. Um, what do you think needs changing for society in terms of like awareness or treatment or things like that? Well, I think that society is definitely becoming more uh, open and aware of mental health, uh, that it doesn't need to be stigmatized. It used to be very stigmatized. I would be in my little bubble of the mental health world where we all talk about our feelings and our problems and our triumphs and everybody's very open about, about everything with each other. And then I would go outside of that to let's say a nail salon or a hair salon or to a dinner with friends not in the field and I would start talking how I normally talk just about anything mm-hmm. and notice everyone get exceedingly uncomfortable and what I'm noticing is that I don't have that happen as much when I'm not in a mental health mm-hmm. setting it seems just so much more we're not there yet believe me we have a long way to go but it's mm-hmm. not as Uh, difficult for people to talk about those kinds of things as it used to be Mm. so you said earlier that you used to train businesses on behavioral health so what what did you teach them and how do you think it has benefited them if it has well I think when I was doing it before I was really just building a database for Mm. them and that helped them with the business business side of running a practice so I wasn't really working with them and because I'm not a clinician I'm not a a therapist myself I'm a patient of mental health services and I have a lot of therapists that work for my organization and our guests but uh, once I got more into the mental health field and really into doing this podcast network what I've learned is and working with people that do this, you really uh, don't get in this profession unless there's a personal reason. Um, someone in your family it's affected or you have been affected. It's one of those professions where it's like being a teacher. You don't do it to make a million dollars. You would, It's not saying that that couldn't happen, but um, you do it because it's something that you feel like does some good in the world. Mm. So as as you say, you're the CEO of the Mental Health News Network. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you aim to achieve with this? And kind of how does it help those who have podcasts on the network? Well, I didn't 
go into podcasting in order to create a network. In fact, it was guests who came to me and said, hey, we'd really like you to create a podcast for us. We don't know what we're doing. You seem like you do. Uh, Will you produce it for us? And my first response for six months was absolutely not. That's it's so much work. I (laughs) know. Why would I want to take that on? I I enjoy my life. Like, no, that's not going to (laughs) happen. But uh, they just kept on about it. And I thought, you know, this is something that could be really helpful. I mean, we reach a lot of people around the globe, not just in the United States. So how awesome would it be to get a lot of different people together that have that same mission and advocacy uh, and get their voices out there because they're going to reach a different audience than I do. And collectively we reach a lot of people and that that's the part that's exciting for me. Oh, good. Do you think this is kind of, this was kind of relating to the last episode I did about um, Facebook uh, do you think social media plays a part in mental health issues at all? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Anything that has that much of an effect on yeah. on your, your day and how you spend your time. Uh, and we know science backs this up now that uh, you are getting a dopamine hit, which is a, one of those happy hormones. Yeah. So you are getting a dopamine hit every single time you check Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is that you're using. So, um, you know, we didn't have this. We were, I wasn't doing this as a kid. Um, no, neither was I. Yeah. And then now this is, you know, kids coming out of the womb and they've got an iPad. So, yeah, uh, it's, changes the way your brain um, actually builds itself uh, and, it, and is formed um, from early childhood on. And so for those kids that are born now into this, their brain is going to look differently than our brains, as an example. And that's, I'm not going to say it's a, it's a bad thing. It's one of those things where you have to know how it's affecting you and you have to be very, very careful about it not becoming an addiction mm. or an, an escape from tangible, real life. And if you use it for good, fantastic. But if you're using it and it's becoming a like a drug, then that's not a good thing. No. So in that case, do you think people should have a detox to bring themselves closer to the world around them, especially as wellness is a really big thing for you? Yes, absolutely. There's one of our podcasters uh, runs the Global Touch Foundation and his podcast, uh, The Social Networking Effect, is all about that. He doesn't say good or bad about social media. He just says, take those coffee breaks. And uh, there's also proven science to back that up, too, that when you do disconnect, and go spend some time in nature, take a walk, whatever, leave your phone, because it's become an appendage. I mean, people can't even go to the bathroom without taking their phone with them. Um, You go take a bath, that's a self-care activity, taking a bath, well, what are you doing in the bathtub? You're on your phone, so leave that phone, leave your computer somewhere else, and go and leave, and have it not be part of your body at least once a day for Gosh, if you can do it an hour, anything's great. If you could do it all weekend, even better. Yeah. Well, I think that's about all the questions I have for you today. Well, thank you. This has been fun. Thank you very much for joining me. 
Absolutely. Have a wonderful weekend. And you. Thank you so much to Kristen for answering my questions. Be sure to follow her on Twitter at MHR Network and on Facebook at Mental Health News Radio Network. Also, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Amy Talks Podcast and search for Amy Talks on Facebook or you can subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Until next time, bye.